0: Welcome to the Universal Laws with Christy Sturtevant, where we discuss energy in relation to the Universal Laws, human design, ancient mythology, and whatever else is going on in my life energetically. I'm your host, Christy Sturtevant, and you can find full show notes at www.christysturtevant.com. Thanks for joining me, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If you're a new listener, thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so, so much for coming back. I really appreciate it. I've been finding that I absolutely love doing these podcasts. And whenever someone says, oh, I've been listening, it just makes my heart give a little pitter-patter because um, I don't really feel like I have... lot of interesting things to say sometimes. So having someone wanting to continue listening is amazing. So thank you for that. This week, I want to talk about abundance. And this is because I've been seeing it a lot on Instagram and Facebook, and it's been popping up all over the place. Abundance, abundance, abundance. And that seems pretty typical this time of year. If you are in the Northern Hemisphere, then you know that we are coming up on harvest season. And uh, harvest season means that, you know, back in the old days, we were getting ready to uh, get our crops that we had planted before and collecting all of the abundance and celebrating, which really coincides also with Virgo season, which happens, I think, we you step into Virgo season in a couple of days, if not today. And for me, Virgo season is kind of one of my favorites because I feel very productive and organized and motivated to get everything situated, get into a new routine. I hearkening back to my days when I went to school, uh, you know, getting my new school supplies, getting new clothes, getting all prepped for the year. And I'm now doing that with my kids, and I still find it incredibly fun to go shopping for school supplies and to see everything out getting ready for this season. For me, this is a season of abundance and gratitude and everything, and so it just kind of makes sense that we would talk about it right now. But I'm going to take a different stance with abundance. I'm going to do it through the lens of the universal laws because I love them. And I think that if you are going to discuss abundance, then you really need to get back to basics in essence. A lot of times people skip over or don't realize how much mindset work goes into being abundant. It's a constant thing. For a lot of people, it's a constant thing, even for me. Even in the last couple of months, I have found myself going back to my daily affirmations and mantras as I just roll into this season, just to kind of continue to reprogram my brain. So, I am going to make this a bit of a series because otherwise. I am going to take forever in a day to talk about it because, quite frankly, it's one of my favorite subjects. I love talking about mindset and universal laws and abundance, so I have to break it down. So this is going to be an abundance series. This one being the first one, but I'm sure that you can skip around and choose which one you want to listen to. But today, I'm going to kind of give you a background about um, what I perceive abundance as in accordance with your subconscious mind. And then I'm gonna talk about the law of relativity, which is also one of my favorite things to talk about. I love the law of relativity. I know a lot of people love the law of attraction, but I just have as much fondness for the law of relativity. So let's go ahead and jump right in. So one of the toughest things to get past when working with abundance is getting past the thoughts that have been running through our brains for years. It's easy for us to fall back into old patterns because there is a loud part of our brain that has been keeping us safe and has evolved with us over the years. This ego has evolved to protect us in all situations. Its main job is to keep us alive, conserve energy, and pretty much make us comfortable so that we can continue to procreate and keep the human species alive. I heard this story probably a couple years ago now, and I thought it was such a great example of our ego and how it keeps us in the same place. So I want you to imagine that you are back in prehistoric times and you are being chased by, let's just make it fun and call it a pack of velociraptors, and you have escaped their hunting party and you are running through a forest and you find yourself upon a cave in the middle of the night and you check it out. It's all safe. You feel good about it. And the sun comes up the next morning and you wake up and you realize, oh, my family is starving. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I better go out and look and see what's around me. You go outside and from your cave entrance, you can see three paths leading off to who knows where. On your left is kind of a nice gravelly path looks very easy, no big deal, can do that. The path ahead of you is a little bit more dense with shrubbery. It's it's green, it's fairly easy to walk through at the beginning, but as you look further on, Looks a tiny bit more treacherous. The path to your right is, it's just full of thorns and sticky shrubbery and looks completely unappealing to you. So that first day, you decide, as you probably would, oh, look, I'm going to take this easy path and I'm going to travel down this and see what I can find in way of food. So you go down that path for, let's say, about four hours you find nothing. There is absolutely no life down there at all. Like maybe a few pieces of grass here and there, but it was a complete wasted trip. You come back to your cave that night, you very sadly announce to your family, sorry guys, we're just gonna have to hold out until tomorrow morning when I can go check out another one of those paths, and you all go to bed hungry. The next morning, you get up and you decide to take that middle path because it doesn't look too, too bad. Maybe a little rough, maybe a little uh hazardous, but not, nothing too bad. You're pretty sure you can do it. So you set off on that down that path and you get down there for the most part. You find some random nuts or berries or whatever you eat back then on the side and along the path, probably about three quarters of the way down. You run across a saber-toothed tiger that is kind of guarding the area. But you're smart, and you figure out how to get around it. And on the other side of the saber-toothed tiger is... You find this banana tree, and you feel like you hit the jackpot. Amazing. So you collect some bananas for your family. You make it past the saber-toothed tiger again. And you just go back to your camp. And it's a very... It's a very harrowing experience because you're, you know, trying to survive against this predator, but you do know that there is food there. So you bring the food back to your family and you go out the next day and you take the same path because you know that even though there is danger down that path and it is, very dissatisfying to do it. You know for absolute certain that there is food and that you will be able to feed your family. Every morning you get up and you go down this path, that saber-toothed tiger. You get your food and you come back and you guys feast on whatever, it is, whatever fruit you can imagine. So what you do is you do that for a week and you kind of just forget that that path on the right side is there. It looks too it looks too dangerous. It looks like too much work. It looks like something that maybe you'll do in the future, but eh, I don't really I don't really have any guarantees that I'm going to be able to feed my family or get anything, so I'm just not going to take that path. So you just continue taking that middle path for years. Well, as it turns out, past those thorny bushes, Probably just actually halfway down, not even as far as the second road. You find that once you get past all the thorny bushes, it's a nice, beautiful, lush area like an oasis. And there's actually all kinds of different uh, food and fruits and vegetables and everything for you to discover. You know, it's all there waiting for the picking, but you have gotten so comfortable going down that middle path that you never even bother going down that right path. So that is what it is like when we are kind of stuck in a rut in life or conditioned to the point where we just don't feel comfortable venturing out and growing. Our brains are programmed to keep us safe and make sure we have food to survive despite any hardships we have faced. It knows where the food is, and even though the path is treacherous, it's a certainty that there is something there, and that that path is the way to survival and a lot of people, even though we are not living in this life and death situation, we are still on this path of survival. We get comfortable doing our jobs or doing the same thing day to day and not really venturing out and exploring that thorny path because it just seems like so much work and There's no promise of any gems or food or anything good that we want at the end. So we kind of just stick with what we're doing. And if you look at this from a physiological state, what we're going to work on is basically rewiring your subconscious brain. Okay, that's what I want to talk about now is we have to get past that point where we are in survival and we want to kind of grow and expand. And to do that, we have to rewire our subconscious brain because most of us are not in survival mode right now. And we have that option to explore other avenues. So when we do this, it's going to initially feel very uncomfortable because your thoughts have been using a certain number of calories while running through your current beliefs all day long. But as you start to change your thoughts to a higher, higher vibration, you're going to begin to use more calories and your brain and body are going to feel a little bit of resistance because it's it's going against what your ego wants and what it considers safe. But I will tell you this discomfort will be temporary as your body and brain begin to adjust, which is what we usually consider expansion or what some may even call quantum leaping. So there's going to be resistance in this process but that's just part of the process as our ego is venturing into new territory the best thing for us to do is push forward because whether we like to admit it or not our brain operates much like a puppy does when you get a new puppy you have to constantly tell it things over and over again until you hit that tipping point and something clicks inside of your brain or something clicks inside of the puppy's brain to get it st- to stop peeing all over the floor That's what it does with our brains too. This is why it's very important to repeat affirmations. It's very important to have mantras, even though they feel maybe a little bit boring, a little bit worthless, and it doesn't feel like anything. What it's actually doing is it's working with your brain because it's repeating these things that will eventually throw you over the tipping point. If you've ever um, tried listening to Subliminal messages, they are also really helpful because you're you're actively reprogramming your brain without having to actually consciously do anything. Affirmations, mantras, subliminal messages from a safe person that you trust is a really great way to begin that reprogramming of the brain and Kind of override your subconscious ego brain. It's a beautiful thing because really sameness equals safety. And the next level of abundance exists on the other side of our egos. But shifting your thoughts is just one aspect of this because it's not just our thoughts that need to shift, it's our overarching energy. So that's where the universal laws come in. And today I want to talk about. The Law of Relativity. The Law of Relativity is, it's all about perception. If you've ever heard of Wayne Dyer, he said it best, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. It's so simple, so sweet, and it's so to the point. Perception is everything. If you can shift your perception, then you have taken the first step towards reprogramming your brain when we are talking about abundance what we want to do is we want to recognize the different ways that energy is presenting itself in coming into our field okay so abundance is one of those things that when you hear the word abundance you most likely automatically think oh abundance money wealth luxury uh, material items is a very common thing, right? Because we live in a we live in a very materialistic world. We want the money, we want the things, we want the houses, we want the vacations. If you can begin to shift your perspective of what abundance you have already, then you can start to bring the material things to you. When I'm talking about shifting your perspective of abundance, there are two things that I want you to consider first number one what is the true desire of your soul and number two what abundance are you currently in the energetic field of that aligns with that soul desire and are you currently energetically interacting with it no one comes down to this planet wanting money (laughs) we just don't because money money is an ever-shifting thing Our currency now is very different than the currency from several hundred years ago and is probably going to shift again in our lifetime. If you kind of look back, there have been a lot of changes in technology and everything, and it's only natural that currency is going to begin shifting too. When our souls have come down here, they want to experience something. Maybe it's power, maybe it's love, wisdom fame, recognition, service to others. And so if you can kind of recognize what you want or what your soul wants, knowing that first level, because I do think that when you're talking about desires, it comes in different levels. When you can acknowledge and recognize what that thing is that you desire right now, you can begin to shift your perspective to see where you are are already abundant in that field and begin to put more energy towards that. For instance, if my soul desire is wisdom, but I also really like peace and love and I like ease, if my desire is wisdom, then I need to start to become aware of the wisdom that is already around me so that I can attract more. Okay, so when I begin to engage with that energy of wisdom, then I can begin tweaking and attracting things that will help to support my desire. So with wisdom, I would need to try to cut out distractions and engage with more books or information. And I would need to try to bring in more ease and circumstances that are going to allow me to dive deeper into whatever subject interests me or bring in time to give me opportunities to contemplate what I want more. That would be the first step in doing that. It was identifying what I want. And then I would need to like look, look at what I'm already attracting in my life in order to bring that in. If I was looking at wisdom, am I attracting websites or Facebook ads or or whatever that are enhancing what I want to learn about? Or am I bringing in information, but it's information that's distracting and is not necessarily lining up with what is interesting to me? It's almost like a mind game that you have to play with yourself, which is fun. I love a good mind game. I'm not going to lie. But I do find that that is where the law of relativity shines the most. If I were wanting to attract abundance, I would shift my perspective and look around me and see what I am already abundant in. So I am, I'm abundant in oxygen because I'm breathing every day. I'm abundant in water. I have water at my fingertips. I'm fortunate enough to be living in a place where I have infinite number of water molecules flowing towards my house. I am abundant in love. I have all kinds of love coming in from my family and my friends and my dogs and my neighbors. Very fortunate there. I'm abundant in food. I always have food at the ready. This is the kind of games that we have to play. And this is where the law of relativity comes in. Because a lot of times people are talking about their lives and they don't even realize it, but their words are contradicting what they want. When you go around and say things like, oh, I have to do laundry again. You need to change that and say, oh, I'm so grateful that I have so many clothes that I can wash and reuse and have clean clothes to make sure that my family and I don't run around the neighborhood naked. And that seems silly and ridiculous, but that is what you have to do in a basic sense when you are shifting your mindset around abundance. You have to look around and see what you're already abundant in. And then you have to be so overwhelmingly grateful for it. The universe has no chance but to send you everything else you want. The universe is just going to be like, oh, they're just so grateful for all this abundance. I'm going to go ahead and give them more abundance in all of these different forms. What I want you to do this week when you are thinking about abundance in this time that feels very abundant as we move into Virgo season is I want you to look around and see where you are already abundant. Maybe you're abundant in Facebook or Instagram followers. How amazing is that? Maybe you're abundant in words. Maybe you have a bunch of books on your shelf that you are just so excited to read and it's great. Maybe you're abundant in dishes. Doesn't sound fun, but at least you are eating enough to fuel your body and your brain to continue going forward. Maybe you're abundant in spices. One of my favorite things to do when I am feeling down is I like to go into my pantry and look at all of my spices and my rice and my sugar and my flour and just say, oh, look at all of these ingredients that I have that it feels so abundant to have all of these things where I can make my food and make food for my kids and husband and nourish them and so that they can feel my energy and feel my love through food. I know this sounds absolutely crazy and you might be thinking, Christy, this is crazy. I'm past this point of basic mindset, but I promise you that you might not be because the fact of the matter is is that we are all conditioned so deeply, (laughs) We're all conditioned so deeply that sometimes we don't even realize how far deep down it goes and it's really good to get back to these basics where we're just doing mantras or affirmations every single day to help build up our energy and we can do it in in any avenue we want and it doesn't have to be money. Don't focus on money. Focus on abundance and then look at how abundant you are around you or the abundance that is around you if you don't feel abundant initially. If you are, you know, listening to this and saying, I, I don't feel abundant at all in any aspect of my life. I am so overwhelmed and burdened with whatever situation you may be in. Then go somewhere else And look around you and just name the abundance around you. Go to a grocery store and just walk up and down and look at all of the choices of cereal or peanut butter you may have. Uh, Go to the park and look at all of the beautiful blades of grass and how abundant they are. Go to a library. One of my happy places is to go to a library. And I love standing in a library or a bookstore and just standing in the middle and closing my eyes and taking a deep breath looking a little crazy and inhaling the scent of books and it feels like i am surrounded by generations and generations and generations of knowledge that people have so graciously put upon us there are so there's so much knowledge out there that we have access to, and I'm always so grateful whenever I go to the library and just peruse the books and think, oh, I can just read anything I want about any subject ever. The thing with this is, is you have to you have to be willing to shift your perception to the abundance around you before you can start bringing the abundance to you. So this is all basic mindset. If you are not a fan of this, I'm sorry, but. The fact is, is a lot of people skip this step when they are trying to deal with the law of attraction or any of the universal laws. This is really one of the first things you have to do is you have to get your mind right and you have to open it up to a new perspective. It seems so simple, but a lot of people really just don't do it long enough or don't think it's important enough and they get bored with it, which you know That's understandable, but you kind of just have to do it every day to hit that tipping point. It's just like that Malcolm Gladwell book. You have a tipping point, all of us do. You just have to hit it with your brain because our ego will keep us safe in the sameness and it will not even let us explore that thorny path with all of the goodness at the end. But that's what growth and expansion is, is being willing to you know, put in the effort and suck it up and do it. So law of relativity. If you have any questions about that, please let me know. Perception is everything. And I love talking about it. So stay tuned for my episode next week. It's going to be about another universal law and abundance. I think we're going to keep this going for a bit because it's really important. I want everyone out there to recognize the abundance that they have and attract more of it because the more people out there who are aligned with their true desires and raise their vibration. It just does so much good for the collective and the planet. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we all need to be working on it all the time. Even if we feel like we've been doing it for years, you got to get back to basics sometime. That's all I have for today. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. All show notes can be found at www.chrisistiturdivent.com that's www.kr ist y You can find me on instagram at universallaws.hrie and on Facebook at Universal Laws with Christie Until next time, flow with the energy, don't fight it.